0: Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, episode number 54.
1: Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference.
0: This is GSPN.tv. Join the community. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga. Fan podcast. Stephanie Ravenscraft, how are you today?
1: I am doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing awesome. Good. It's always a good day when we get to talk about the world of Twilight. <laughs> sure. Sure. It the is best for me. Thing,
1: the best Twilight thing I saw today, I actually sent to you. I did see that. You did sent you me something it? about so Edward,
0: or um, it was Rob it was, Pattinson was, trolling Eclipse. Yeah, it, it
1: is they are what does the the author of the thing called it like the best um his best moments from the commentary of eclipse you know and so they shared like never
0: listened to the commentaries along with the movies that would be fun i
1: have not either but after looking at at this like it it looks like it would be fun
0: we have the entire box set of i'm aware twilight and so the commentaries would be there did they do commentaries for all of them I don't know. I would imagine.
1: I would hope so. If, <laughs> anyway. But if not, they, at least
0: there's a director's commentary. Yeah,
1: but the commentary for Eclipse looks quite hilarious.
0: Well, we should check that out. Unless I mean,
1: it's like one of those comedy trailers where they show you all the best clips in the trailer and then the movie is terrible.
0: Maybe that could be a future episode of the Twilight <gasps> Saga Fan Podcast after we finish all of Midnight Sun we could go back and watch the movies, and but not the actual movie, listen to the commentary.
1: Which, at this point, I think would be better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, we're covering chapter 13 of Midnight Sun today. And one of the things that I've started to do, now that we're doing one chapter at a time, is I am reading the original Twilight book... As at, from Bella's perspective of, of the tor- story being told. And then I'm reading Midnight Sun, you know, coinciding scene by scene of what's there and, and filling in the gaps along the way. What 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 is that look that you're making on your face?
1: I just think it's hilarious. Why is I, I this think hilarious? it is so funny. Y'all, here's the thing. So I'm only reading the chapter that I need to read before I need to record. <laughs> and and i'll give you i'll give you a little um what's the word i'm um, a little insight into chapter 13 reading time before we actually start talking about 13 but let me tell you cliff is reading so we're in our room we've gone up for the night like we go to bed probably like 2 hours before we actually go to sleep
0: cuz we're reading because we
1: read And so, I'm sitting sitting in my bed reading, snuggling with my dog, and Cliff is sitting in the chair in the corner reading, and he's like, oh, I got to take this note. You'll never believe this. And he thinks that he found a discrepancy. Yes. (laughs) And he did not. He was wrong. And it was really funny to watch him try to figure it out, but not five minutes later he thinks he found another i did (laughs) and he's in there he's going back and forth and i'm and i'm at this point he's talking about things and i'm like but don't you remember like she said that and like i'm speaking off of memory and he's back there going through the book trying to prove himself right when so he's clearly so wrong so anyway i'm enjoying the um entertainment value that cliff brings to reading
0: I'm having fun. That's all I care about. I can be wrong all I want as long as I'm enjoying being wrong in the process. There you go. So one of the parts where I'm like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, you're not going to believe this. I found a major discrepancy. A
1: major discrepancy.
0: In Midnight Sun, he asks her, what's your favorite color? And she says brown. But that's not what she says in uh, Twilight. In Twilight, she says uh, topaz. Topaz. And I'm like, ah, it's like, wait a second. Dang it. There were two different questions. One was, what was your favorite color? The next one was, what was your favorite gem? And it's like, so I, it's not wrong. It's, it, she did say brown. And now I remember that she said brown. And it's like, ah. So I thought, man, I, I thought you, I, you had something. I thought I really had something. And then there was another one, and it wasn't that big of a deal either. Anyway, but I'm enjoying this. So again, I, as I'm going through this now on my Kindle, Reading this in a actual real written form, I'm reminded of how much I miss or missed the first time I quote unquote read or listened to Twilight that first time through. Because the first time through, I just Iliana Kadushin was telling me the story, and I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I, sometimes I miss Iliana just reading to me. But um,
1: I love that y'all are on a first name basis now. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So, anyway, I, I'm like, you know, th- it was such a great experience of experiencing the story that way in audiobook format. But I do know that when I listen to audiobooks, I sometimes will get like a picture in my mind of the story that's being told, and I will dwell on that picture for a little bit. And I'll, But Ileana doesn't know. I mean, now it would be awesome if Ileana would know it's like, hey, Cliff's caught in a little uh, rabbit hole of thought related to what I just told him. Yeah. I'll just sit right here and I'll wait until he's ready it's, for me to continue. That's but what she the
1: doesn't, pause button But she
0: for. doesn't do that.
1: Because it's pre-recorded. She just keeps reading. She's not actually in the room with you. You know this, right? So
0: so I'm surprised, or I'm not surprised, but I'm reminded of just how much I actually did miss in details the first time through. Because I noticed that when I read, if I get to an end of a paragraph and I've been lost in thought somewhere in the middle of that paragraph, I go back and reread the paragraph. Mm Mm-hmm. And as I'm lost in thought, I'm not continuing to read. I'm in thought. And I wait until my thought is done, and then I go back. And just like, oh, I should go back and start that paragraph again because I was… Because I missed something. Yeah, and and so I pick up so much more. And that has become so evident to me as I've now been going back and just reading the most recent, you know, mm-hmm. chapter of Twilight corresponding to chapter 13… Of Midnight Sun. And now I'm like, well, gosh, I wonder if I should go back and read the first 12 chapters of Twilight. (laughs)
1: My word. You're you're funny.
0: But then I'm thinking it was a year ago that I read the first 11 chapters of Midnight Sun. Maybe I should reread those as well.
1: They weren't all a year ago. I think the last time we listened to them was... I'm sorry, my watch band keeps... St- my watch band is a magnet.
0: <laughs> did, you, st- did you notice I brought my iPad over, but not my pencil?
1: I No, <laughs> I don't even care because... So th- it was this podcast we were talking about it yes, before, right? it was. Um, I was at the mall the other day. Um, I had to take my... I, I had to take my our daughter shopping. And so I was at the mall, and one of those little kiosks in the middle had these um, fidget toys. And... They're silicone bubbles, and you pop the bubble and then you well you pop all of the bubbles, and you flip it over, you pop all of the bubbles. so I need to go to the mall, and I need to get like three or four fidget toys, one for each desk that I sit at <laughs> I wouldn't want to sit down here and it be upstairs, or you know I'm just being silly now, but um
0: Stenie needs spoiled, to- but needs I need to- I need fidget some fidget toy. toy,
1: but right now it's it's the magnet on my watch, so.
0: Yeah, but don't do that. Know, it's, it comes through on the mic.
1: I did it on purpose that time, but the first time it just happened on accident.
0: Got it. Uh, it's distracting.
1: Um, Shall we cover anyway,
0: chapter 13?
1: We should. So we were supposed to record on chapter 13 yesterday. Yes. And I'm like, all right, well, my iPad tells me that it's going to take me 30 minutes to read this chapter. What time was it? Was it s- I think I sat down to read it at like 7 and it was like 7 p.m. And right. I think I finished reading be, at
0: 7 a.m.
1: It's going to be it's it's going to be 30 minutes and I'll be down like, cuz you're you came down to the office. Okay. Now, I had been up at 6:30 shopping, lunch, went to my nephew's birthday party where my sister's house didn't have air conditioning, so it's like 103 degrees. My brain is fried. I'm tired. I sit down to read. When I yawn, my eyes water. Okay, so I would yawn and I'd have to like clean the tears out of my eyes so that I could keep reading. What was supposed to take me thirty minutes, I swear, took no less than an hour and fifteen minutes because Cliff comes upstairs. He's like, "We'll record tomorrow."
0: I'm going to bed.
1: <laughs> I'm going to, be, which means he's going upstairs to read. Yes. He could have come down here and recorded no, a podcast. I, I, I but, was, um, I was didn't.
0: too tired to talk.
1: I didn't have it in me and quite honestly, it's a good, I hope you have good notes because I can't say that I remember much.
0: All right. Well, I have highlights in my Kindle. Okay. So chapter 13, another complication. I did not feel the usual guilt when I returned to Bella's room that night.
1: Hold on. The usual guilt. Can we not get over, like I still can't get over the fact that it was okay that, you know.
0: That he, yeah, he that he's breaking into her room. Hung and, out
1: in the corner like.
0: Yeah, it, 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 that is, I, I don't think that we'll ever, that and imprinting on a child uh, are two things that, I'm sorry, what the heck was Stephanie Meyer thinking? I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. Anyway, but I felt like the correct, it felt like the correct course of action, the only right thing to be doing. Uh, I was there to burn my uh, throat as much as possible. Yeah, I think you could have waited until the next morning. Edward has no self-control here, except for the fact he's trying to have self-control, but could you not work on burning your throat, let's just say, when you're not breaking into a minor's bedroom?
1: Right. Hmm. (laughs) Why do I like this story? Anyway. I've also been... (laughs) Um, Here's what... So, I know that I give you a hard time... Um, and i am very far removed from being a huge twilight fan but i did love the i did love the books i when i read them it was one of the best things i had read at that time one of not the best but um but you keep talking about watching the movies and now I sit down and I watch them and I'm like how did this get me to fall in love with that?
0: <laughs> because like it's a world that's what I, I and a story that is captivating. It is. It,
1: and I it mean I, it's I'm not a, saying, it's not
0: that the, it's a great story. It's not that we agree with all the thing, the actions of the characters and all this other stuff. It's just so different.
1: This thing shouldn't the movies have been better. That's all.
0: No, the movies are what the movies are. <laughs>
1: This is just not great. Okay,
0: I, I, I don't think I ever had a problem with any of the movies, if I can remember correctly. But you know how that's you not true. Re- we te- left
1: you- the theater. We saw it in Sevierville.
0: That was New Moon. We saw it.
1: right, that. and we were you were very let down. You didn't like th- really, yes.
0: I do not remember that. I'm,
1: I'm but, but you, that's why I'm saying. Sometimes
0: we rewrite our experiences of the past. I can't imagine. I can't begin to tell you the number of times when I have nostalgia for something, like to re-experience something that I had as a child, and then I have it today, and I'm like it was so much better. Jumping off the
1: barn roof is not the same now as it was when I was a kid. <laughs>
0: All right. So the next thing I have here, I was in the trees when the sky lighted from black to gray. I held my breath this time to keep the scent of her from escaping. I refused to let the pure morning air erase the ache in my throat. I listened to breakfast with Charlie, struggling again to find the words in his thoughts. Now, this is where, this is a...
1: I have a thought about this. I was thinking about it earlier.
0: Okay. Um, It was fascinating. I could guess at the reasons behind the words he said aloud, almost feel his intentions but they never resolved into full sentences the way everyone else's thoughts did i found myself wishing that his parents were still alive it would be an it would be interesting to trace this genetic trait further back right now do Go you ahead. remember what i said in the last episode yes i do that there's some sort of theory that there's something to Bella, and 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 from her like a lineage, and I think that this could be a story for a prequel to learn about Bella's grandparents, who absolutely have some sort of metaphysical power that allows them to control their thoughts and, and block others and 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 whatever.
1: But I had a I had. I had um, a crazier idea that fits into this twilight world where things don't always make sense. Okay. You know, like how his body is frozen in time, but he can still produce a child. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in this, in this world where things aren't supposed to make sense, but are fun to think about, what if somewhere in... Bella's lineage, there is already a human vampire coupling. And so there's a hybrid in her lineage.
0: Yeah, that's exactly Before, what I'm saying. Is that fa- what you're saying? That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Uh, th- that somewhere down the line, there is something going on, either with her gran- grandparents or great grandparents. have
1: to be farther back than her grandparents.
0: Yeah, but but way back, you know what I'm saying. So that's that's what I'm saying here is is there there is something that Bella has this trait that fascinates all of these vampires. The Volturi are fascinated by this. Uh Edward uh, obsessed with it, drawn to it. Almost I dare I say, Edward is imprinted on Bella. <laughs> come on. I know I'm right. There are some books that are coming out. You sent me an article uh, that we might do an episode on at some point in time. Uh, You sent me this great article talking about some major differences between the books and the movies. And I think that would be fun. And matter of fact, I have notes on all of that for a future episode.
1: I think I'm getting all of these Twilight things in my Facebook feed because you've Tagged me when you share that you're recording that we're recording this podcast. I think so. There's no other reason that that should be coming up. In it's my your
0: view. reticular activator. That's what it is. And also, I think there's like some major anniversary of the stories. So they're resurfacing now as well. Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't pay attention. To
0: yeah. That. It's either the stories or the movies that some big anniversary just happened. Is it a decade or something like I that? Know. Anyway, but. Um, you, there was another article that was linked inside of that article which is the, what are the projects that Stephanie Meyer is working on I didn't click and that one she has, I saw it by didn't she click has it. two books uh, related to Twilight that she's uh, already written one chapter of one of the two books she's not working on it currently she said and she's wanting to create something completely different for right now another genre another world that she wants to build so but one of them is a um, is a sequel to Breaking Dawn. So ten years later, what's going on with Bella and Edward? It's
1: not really a sequel. That's a continuation.
0: Well, th- okay, fi- fair enough. That, but that's it. So that that's one thing that she has has in her mind to work on. And the other one is is something different. Uh, but it, she, I don't know if she actually said. I'd have to go back to the article. But I think it. But I could see a prequel. Uh, a prequel could be, uh, I mean, Colin and there could, Esme. She could
1: have many different prequels. Yeah. And that, there's all sorts of. It could come out of it.
0: There's all kinds so, of spinoffs that could be written from tw- the world of Twilight. Yeah. So, I mean.
1: Here's the thing. I mean, I respect the fact that she wants to work on something different and to build this other world. But can we not wait 10 more years? Like. Well, I mean, th- that's just that's completely up to her. I no I because I draw the line. I'm not still going to be reading and recording Twilight when I'm in my sixties. Then like, I'll do it by myself. That's fine. That that's creepy because you'll be like way old. So <laughs> old is
0: just in the mind. I I, do I know will that. still be there. As, is I will no, still be young?
1: There there is not a more. Responsible 43 year old woman that I know who is more childlike minded than me. Okay.
0: Well, I will tell you right now when I'm 88 years old, which is 40 years from now, I it's like, you're
1: still going to be recording this? By Hello, everybody,
0: and oh. welcome back to episode 7,442.
1: Are you sure you're I'm- not going to be calling your grandkids to come teach me how to work this spaceship. <laughs>
0: yeah hello i'm coming to you from the consciousness inside of my downloaded brain into this computer system Uh,
1: god i hope not (laughs) i'm just
0: kidding um yeah so there's something that i I love something there she wrote this for a reason that that's that what is she wrote this line i found myself wishing his parents were still alive for a reason It would be interesting to trace this genetic trait further back. That line was not just randomly picked out of nowhere. And that is exciting.
1: If it was, would you be heartbroken? No, I wouldn't. I just,
0: it would be fine. I would just recognize that I'm right. And she's just chosen not to go (laughs) any further with it.
1: She created the story and she's wrong.
0: No, she created that <laughs> thought. She knew exactly what she was thinking of when she wrote that. And she goes, I might come back and do something with this. In fact, I have some interesting ideas, but she just chose not to pursue it. That, that will be what it is. All right. But I'm telling you that there is a significant amount of intentional thought behind that line. Right. That I'm convinced of.
1: Okay. That's it.
0: I, I won't be distraught if she doesn't do anything with it. Because what I've already done with it in my own mind is going to be better than what she will probably come up with.
1: <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, it, and Charlie is he from this area? Has he always lived in this area? And then did his I parents? I think Charlie live in is
1: from Forks.
0: Yeah, and so would his parents be? It parents was her from mama who didn't Forks? like living there. And would his parents be from Forks? And it could it be maybe a, a prequel? Would be the original Collins in town minus Jasper and Alice because they're new, but everybody else would have been there. The time with the original Utes that we hear from the stories of of um, but here's the, that's Billy only Black. seventy
1: years ago. How many? That seventy. That's yeah. only seventy years ago.
0: Right, but there's there still could be stuff that that you know. That her dad, that Charlie knows nothing about. And maybe there's a reason for that.
1: Okay. All right. Fair enough.
0: Anyway, I'm just saying there's some really good, juicy stuff that could be written around, written about in a prequel. Okay. All right. She obviously, let's see, she was obviously not planning on telling her about her change of plans or about me. I love how. He is so he's just like, man, I wish you would just tell him about me.
1: She well, here's he the thing. He wants to nor- be part of her normal life. Yeah. And um and I mean, he'll get there. He just, you know, needs to be patient. Yep. It, it's been what? A few days. <laughs> um a few weeks since he met her, a few days since they've been committed, I guess, whatever. But um I think that it's not here. It's before when she tells him that with Charlie, less is more. Mm -hmm. And I, I I currently have a teenage daughter in the house right now. I have raised one to what society can. (laughs) Saul says is completed. And I want to know like everything i want to know where they're going and who they're with and when they're going to get there and when they plan on being home and any stops that they're going to make in between and i have the the ability um thanks to apple to um verify their words that they speak to me um so I find I I think this just says a lot to their to their lack of relationship. I have no do- no doubt that Charlie loves her completely, mm-hmm. but there's a lack of bond that they never quite.
0: Well, that's that's clear, and that know, has everything to do with the the situation with Bella's not really and this is a re- part of his she's life. She's not for going the to tell
1: him right, and she's not going to tell him. So they don't
0: and, have that relationship, and he and when she is there, he's like, oh my gosh, he doesn't she's know what to do. Not, she's not the little girl that I the last time I right. spent time with her, and this is different. And I'm. This is awkward. I have no idea how to be a father to a girl that's this age because I haven't been. Because I didn't know
1: how to be a father to a girl who was that age. Let me tell you,
0: and and as a father, I can tell you, I can resonate with Charlie. And his confusion of how to handle situations. I loved what he says. It's like, I think he resolved uh, to call her mother during the day and ask for advice. At least that's what I thought he was thinking. I might have misinterpreted or misconstructed parts. But the thing is, is... He's trying. Not only is he trying, but the thing is, is that he doesn't have someone in his life to interpret what's going on in the lives of his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, in the life of his daughter, whereas I have the benefit of having you really clued into all of the details and interpreting the the stuff that our kids say and do. Whereas I, even th- with all of that, I still sometimes seem clueless. Yeah, you agreed with that too quickly.
1: I do. I often wonder what would happen to our kids if I was gone. They'd be fine. (laughs) Okay. They, they would in time be okay, but let me, let me share this little, this is total twilight tangent and, and sharing a little bit of the Ravenscrafts with you. So back in May, I went to Bowling Green to help Megan move from one apartment to another. And, um, in doing that and leaving for four days because also i just wanted to spend time with megan so i stayed for four days um mckenna who is 16 was left here with cliff (laughs) and she can there are a couple meals she can make on her own and one of those is tacos and so the night that i was leaving she was having tacos but she couldn't get started right away because you were going to go get her a tomato, right? Was it a tomato? No, it was an onion. We had the tomato here. The tomato was right here. So she says, Mama, can you slice the tomato for me? Can you cut up the tomato for me before I before you leave? Like this is three minutes before I'm ready to walk out the door. And I said, well, your dad can cut the tomato for you when he gets back from, from the store with your onion. And she goes... He can, <laughs> um, yes, actually, he, can. he he can. He's very capable of dicing a tomato. <laughs> I said, I said, here's the thing. It's called co-parenting, and he might be a little rusty, so be patient with him. <laughs> but he is he is your he is your dad. He 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 can handle it, you know. And um, but her lack of faith was was very telling to how often they ask you to to help with things. So
0: well to help with yeah. That's fair enough. She
1: didn't think you could cut a tomato bed. That's babe. okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know the whole running joke is that if you're going to be with dad, you're having meat and cheese. Meat and cheese. <laughs> that's that's the thing.
1: It is. So anyway, it was um it, it was it was quite funny, but <laughs> yeah, he, All right. he can
0: Uh, I I just have this one uh, line in here, and the only point that I want to make is how sometimes Edward seems so chivalrous. He has chivalry. Okay. But in this case, I stayed in my seat rather than get out to hold the door for her, as perhaps I should have, but I thought it was more important to watch. She never acted the way I expected, and I needed to be able to anticipate correctly and so she, he wanted to make a study of her but instead he didn't get out and hold the door but what if charlie would have seen him he could have made an impression is you know and all charlie that had left already I know, but what if i know and and of course he would think he would hear her coming come back. back and all this other stuff but anyway i th- i just think edward was a jerk here for not holding the door
1: that's funny because i think edward is a jerk for wanting to anticipate her every move you don't need to know what's coming all of the time
0: this is true but i don't think that makes him a jerk i think that yes okay it means
1: he's not living in the moment he's trying to anticipate her reactions for later on
0: okay so my next highlight yeah she wore a dark coffee colored turtleneck today see important details (laughs) <laughs> and, and by the way, he says it was not it was not tight, but still fitted closely to her shape, and I missed the ugly sweater. It was safer. It's funny. Anyway. But so you have to actually it, listen to the episode prior to this to find out why mm-hmm. I, I make a big deal of the fact that now I know that she was wearing a coffee-colored turtleneck that day. Because mm-hmm. details. Details. Alright, I didn't know how I could feel so peaceful with everything that was hanging over both our heads (laughs) but being with her was an antidote to pain and anxiety
1: you're gonna have to reread that because you're holding your arm and i looked at your watch and how the heck is it only two o'clock in the afternoon
0: i have no idea why
1: because it feels like it should be seven in the evening i just my mondays are like four days long and I just saw your watch there, and I'm like, it's only 2 o'clock? Yeah. Okay, read it again. I'm sorry. Basically,
0: he's using uh, spending time with Bella Bella as an antidote for his pain and anxiety. So, basically, he's he's, he's medicating with spending time with Bella. But he's medicating uh, himself from the pain that he has of being obsessed with Bella. So, she's both... The she's cause the, and she's, the cure. Yeah.
1: Bella's a catch twenty two. She's the problem and the solution.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite color today? So I already got that. She thought she for just extent probably brown. Alright, so um, I
1: like that he realizes that when like through that explanation that um, because everything in forks is too green and he heard her say it's too green here in a dream when he's in her room stalking her at night like the creepy he is and um and so he that that's the connection like he's anyway that's all okay
0: so we learn the cd that phil gave her is linkin park yes we may have learned that la- something. We may have learned that, is that right? yeah, hybrid theory. theory. We may have learned that later in Twilight or in later in that chapter I can't remember, but anyway, this is the other remember. thing. I don't remember that's
1: the first time I ever remember her naming a CD. Okay. The CD.
0: So, the thing th- this is that second thing that I thought, okay, here's clearly a continuity issue between the two books because Debussy is that the name? It yeah, yeah Debussy De- to Debussy. this. D- Debussy. Debussy. Anyway, the
1: WC, I think. Anyway, it's the, it's the piano music yeah. and
0: I, I looked I it up and go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: No, I'm seriously, I'm just trying to remember how to pronounce it.
0: So I pulled this up. Let me, uh, Debussy. do I
1: not have that plugged in?
0: I do. I do have it plugged in. So check this out. This is, so I wanted to find out, I, of course I didn't go look up Linkin Park. Uh, But I did want to find out who is Debussy or Debussy or whatever. So Debussy. Debussy. And here is his number one song is the song that is um, associated with Twilight. And it's this. So let me click play. Now, is this played in the movies? I think it is. And it
1: probably- I mean I can't hear what you're listening to oh, because right. I don't have headphones on but um I think that it is played in one scene in the
0: Yeah and I think that it's probably on the soundtrack as well. So in Twilight I'm thinking that's the song or that's the CD and I'm like why would Phil have given her a this classical piano No
1: that came from her mom.
0: Right, I understand, but the, anyway, I, in the book I was led to think that Debussy was this, but then he's like he's saying Debussy to this and it it's like it's clear he was referring to an unnamed CD in the conversation in the book. Right. All right. So, let's move on. Your favorite movie. She thought about answer for a brief moment. So, I'm not sure I can uh, pick just one. Favorite movies then. So she uh, definitely Pride and Prejudice, the six hour one with Colin Firth, which then that got you and I, because you've been saying, oh, will you watch Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, this
1: isn't the one that I mean.
0: (laughs) I know it's not because I've seen, I've walked into the room when you're watching the one that you mean and it's like, how on earth can you sit and watch this? This seems so incredibly slow moving.
1: It is, but the time moved slower. Yeah. No, 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 no. The time period moved slower. Okay. We were having, so um, I was at my nephew's birthday party yesterday and I was talking about the possibility that you and I could move to Tennessee when all of the kids are out of the house. And that led to this thing where I said, it's just, it's slower. And, um. The people are kinder. And like we live just north enough to be like surrounded by rude people. And, and so I'm having this conversation with, with my mom. And I tell that, that several years ago, I ran into um, one of my dad's brothers at my grandma's house. And he lives in Indiana on central time. And he called it slow time. And I said, and that's actually kind of stuck with me and anytime I go on central time for my body for my brain because it's made that connection everything slows down for me and I live on slow time but when I watch or read things from that era of pride and prejudice it's kind of like slow time (laughs) things are slowed down things happen I mean do you know how long it took a letter to reach a person? I mean, things moved slower. You know, it, it, you vacationed in your house in the country because it took so long to get there, you wouldn't go stay for two days. You go stay for three months, you know, and, and so things just moved different. So why wouldn't that be the way the story is told because I hope you don't think we're going to sit down and Colin Firth is just going to speed right through the story of Pride and Prejudice.
0: Well, at least Colin Firth would make it interesting to watch because I like him as an actor. That's the thing.
1: Uh, do you not like Keira Knightley?
0: I have no idea who Keira Knightley is. Okay.
1: Who Donald is she? Donald Sutherland.
0: I like Donald Sutherland okay, but him as presidents is he played presidents now?
1: Yeah, I think he did.
0: Yeah, I I didn't like that. Oh, okay. so. Uh, but I think I may have seen Donald and Sutherland in like, one movie that I maybe enjoyed his, him playing that role.
1: And I don't think you know Matthew. Yeah. Uh, uh McFarland? Something uh, I don't remember.
0: Yeah. But I know you like that, but I but if, if I seriously I really like Colin Firth. I like Colin Firth. I think we can
1: watch it on Amazon.
0: I like Colin Firth's voice. He has a very mm-hmm. good voice. Uh, And matter of fact, the reason I know this is because I like Colin Firth in all the movies I've seen Colin Firth in, but he also played uh, Scrooge's nephew in Scrooge from Disney, the the Christmas Mm -hmm. Carol, the animated one uh, that is really good. And it's like it's so clearly Colin Firth, but I like his voice. So I think if you wanted to get me introduced to the world of Pride and Prejudice, this six hour version with Colin Firth might be a way to get me at least into the story and then maybe if i enjoyed that i might i'd probably want to read the book i have it well i sure you do but i'd put it on my kindle
1: oh but i have this really pretty i ha, it's it's a really pretty it's an anthology because it's got more than one austen book in the book mm mm-hmm. And it, it's purple and it's I'd, decorated.
0: I, I would probably want to watch. I'd probably want to read that book because I want to find out why is wh- there these people who read this stuff over and over again? It's why? But but why? What is it? What is it about this story that's so f- fascinating? So, and we'll get to that in books. Mm-hmm. But let's okay. go on. Vertigo, which I've seen that I think Vertigo might have been a movie with uh, like Hitchcock it's or something. Yeah, Monty Python's. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, very good movie. Just saying. Uh, and then she's blanking. Okay, tell me uh, what you think of them, and then let's go on.
1: I love that. Are you gonna? Are you gonna name like all of her favorite things? No, like, this no. is not a get to bell get to know Bella episode. I, w- I of the want. Show.
0: I want to. I do want to get to books, but I want to actually talk about books. Uh, but I mean, you no, know, we don't have to go into our her favorite.
1: Uh, Here's what candy I love. Here's what I love stuff. about this. Okay is that it's new content without being new content yes because we knew that he had a day where he asked her a bunch of questions but in twilight she doesn't go through that day like she doesn't go through what he's asking her all day right
0: yeah so this is new information it's
1: new right so it's new content without
0: it's just more detail as to what he was asking him what she said and i like how she just randomly threw out more movies as the conversation went on right it's like oh beauty and the beast oh and the empire strikes back all right so uh let's see here i do want to get to the books is hopefully that's although bella doesn't
1: strike me as an empire strikes back kind of girl
0: (laughs) what's the farthest place that you've went she hasn't traveled a lot uh, the furthest west would probably be uh, the beach in La Push. Uh, she suddenly went quiet. I wonder if she was thinking of her last visit to La Push and all that she had discovered there. I can't wait until she starts like interacting with Jacob Moore in this book, and because I would really love to see what Edward's perspective on all of mm-hmm. that is. Anyway, uh, she was also swift to okay. Uh, she'd seem so little experienced, uh, set for such a meager amount of what life had to offer. But I let's see, I it was impossible that she could truly know more, uh, truly know what she wanted. Now it, 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 he's it, this might be the first time he realizes, like, well, she is only seventeen. Right. All right. Uh, okay. So books. She is a she is a book nerd. I mean, she is like in books. There is books.
1: nothing wrong with that.
0: No. You and I are both <laughs> obsessed with books. But uh, I want to go through, first of all, where do I start? Little Women. She says, that was the first book I read. I still pretty much read it every year. First of all, have you ever read Little Women? No. All right. You've seen the uh, a movie or at least yes. one or more adaptations of it?
1: Yes. I okay. haven't seen the most recent... Because nobody would see it with me.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. Little Women, have you ever thought about reading the book? Since you know that books are typically better than movies?
1: Yes. Yes. I have read with Megan, I think, when she was little. They were um, smaller um, adaptations of classics. Yeah. And we read Little Women through that. but, um, But I have not read the actual... Interesting.
0: Because it's Jane Austen is the author, right? It, her last name's Austen. I yeah. don't. I think it's Jane. Uh, but anyway, uh, she says, I'm a huge fan of Austen, though I'm not a fan of Emma. And she says, Emma's so full of herself. But anyway, um, Little Women. So th- it's like, this is one of those things. It's like, when I think about The Lord of the Rings, these people who say, I no, read. No, it
1: was um, Louisa May Alcott is who wrote Little Women. I knew it wasn't Austen.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And then, so she's saying Little Women, and then, and then she she's saying and then by any, Austin.
0: everything Austin, except yes. for not a fan of Emma. Okay, so Little Women is not Jane Austen. Okay, got it. Okay, so but th- when she says Little Women, I read that. That was the first big book that I read, and I've read it pretty much every year since. And there are people who have said, you know, f- The Lord of the Rings. I read that when I was a kid, and I've like read it like maybe twenty times since then and i'm like how is this possible this is not a small book you know and i it's like and so i'm trying to discern how does one become a fan of the lord of the rings and so i just launched a lord of the rings fan podcast and it's something that i am genuinely curious about can i become such a fan of lord of the rings that i could understand the obsession of wanting to read these stories over and over again and get lost in that world which I can obviously get lost in a Twilight world for a season of time. I actually gotten lost, in, had gotten lost into the Harry Potter world, and and I, you know, there's other things that I can get a very deep interest in and go over and over again. And the world will find out when I do the Tomorrow People fan podcast and the uh, Children of the Stones fan podcasts, uh, both of which might come out sometime later this year. If not, certainly, po- probably next year. But. Um, yeah, anyway, so she's a fan. Uh Jane Eyre. Uh I read pretty uh I read that one pretty uh, I've never heard of Jane Eyre. Have you ever heard of Jane Eyre?
1: Yes, but that's not how you pronounce the le- it's Eyre? Yes.
0: Jane Eyre. I think E Y R E.
1: Everybody who's listening to this knows.
0: Okay. Everything but Bronte oh no. Everything Everything by and no
1: there's more than one Bronte sister and they were all authors oh everything by any
0: Bronte yes To Kill a Mockingbird have you ever read it yes all right it was assigned to me I think I may have read the Cliff's Notes. I don't even remember those
1: okay so what I really mean is that I suffered through it when my freshman English teacher read it to the class
0: okay (laughs) I have
1: never read it on my own do
0: you remember it at all the story what it's about To Kill a Mockingbird
1: vaguely but no
0: yeah, I have no idea. Um, Fahrenheit 451. Are you familiar with the story?
1: I'm familiar. I have not read the book.
0: I have listened to the audiobook, and it was the worst audiobook adaptation you could possibly imagine. And I think that had I read the, the book instead of listening to the audio version that I did, mm-hmm. I would have really enjoyed Fahrenheit, four, Fahrenheit 451 but the guy who read it had the worst sounding voice for the, the main character, and it just grated on me the whole time. But at least I went through. The story is, uh, my, my view of the story is tainted by that narrator, but I, I, I think I would give the story a four out of five stars, and I think I probably would have had a, even a better review or feeling about the story had okay. I not done it. And it will probably take me some time before I ever go back, if I ever do and reread that, I have no compulsion to do so right now. But if I were to ever reread it, I'd have to completely like be so disassociated from that audiobook version. Right. All right. All of the Chronicles of Narnia, but especially The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Now, we started reading the Chronicles of Narnia as a family when our kids were little. We did but we only made it halfway into the second book. The Magician's Nephew was amazing. Yes, it was. And then I remember right, it was like halfway through the second book, we got cut off. I think I may have finished I, the second book. Are
1: you sure? I It wasn't the third?
0: It, okay, so maybe because we Because isn't finished.
1: the second book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe?
0: Okay, maybe it was. So we did that, finish that. Is that right? Because yeah. I know that
1: that's not the first book. The Magician's Nephew is the first book.
0: Yeah. But anyway, somewhere along the line, it's like one of the books that's just like this is this is terrible. At least it could not hold my interest at all. Right. And so I, I we, I, I, the we read the Lion, Witch, and the War, Wardrobe. Good book. We read the Magician's Nep- Nephew. Good book. I tried some of the other ones. Could not get into them. We own them all. Uh, watched all of the movies that came out, and they're decent. They're not something so great but anyway then she's like um let's see here what it was it so she said um gone with the wind i did so i thought this was just a movie so i guess seriously there, it was made up out of bo- it was uh, based I've on read a book? the book you've read gone with the wind yeah the book yes seriously
1: not as an adult but yes i, I read it um
0: is it as good as the movie or is it
1: better it's better it uh, the movie leaves out a lot
0: yeah, I, and, probably, uh, uh, I mean, yeah.
1: I don't know how you make a four-hour movie and you still leave out too much. But
0: Douglas um, Adams and David Eddings. Don't even know who those people are. Orson Scott Card, never heard of him. Uh, Robin McKinley, never heard of him or her. Uh, did I already say L.M. Montgomery? Never heard of. Do you know any of those names?
1: One of them, but I...
0: Okay. Uh, my mom had such a bunch of Zane Gray paperbacks is that like nope. a romance novel kind I, of thing? I have no idea. Um, Shakespeare mostly co- uh, comedies, and I have a hard time reading Shakespearean le- le- just that way just of language. Language, yeah. Uh, let's see. Agatha Christie. That um, I know she's mis- murder mysteries, right? Yep. And I just remember watching Agatha Christie. Was it Was that like murder? She wrote. Was that based upon Agatha 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 Christie? Uh, Anyway, Uh, uh, Anne McCaffrey's Dragon books. Have you ever heard those? No. Okay. I
1: don't read
0: Dragon books. Tooth and Claw. Joe Walton's Tooth and Claw. Never heard of it. All right. Mm-hmm. Now he said something else about. Tooth he can't and Claw. believe
1: he's never like she named something that he hasn't read.
0: Yeah, it's like oh my gosh, she's read something I haven't read. I'd have yeah. to find a copy of Tooth and Claw. Yeah. I wonder how many people
1: are now reading are
0: reading these books well, because of that.
1: Yeah, or read them because this book came yeah. out a year ago.
0: <laughs> the Princess Bride, much better than the movie. I again, I I remember the movie, The Princess Bride. And I, th- it's kind of a cult classic, and people meme it all the time, and all that other stuff. Uh, but I, I didn't know that it was based upon a book. Have you ever read *The Princess Bride*? No. Okay.
1: But that's okay. I didn't like the movie.
0: That's fine. Uh, there are a million more, she says. But I'm blinking again. All right. So yeah, I could see. He, here's what he says. I could see elements of the stories in her makeup, characters that have shaped the context of her world. And this is actually, that, that line speaks to me because that is exactly what books do. It's not just books. It's actually every influence, every mm-hmm. thought that we're introduced to. It's the words of our peers. It is the words of our uh, not-so-friendly people in our lives as as kids and stuff like that. It's the words of our parents. It's the words of our grandparents. It's the words of our teachers and preachers and authority figures of all Shapes and sizes. It's the television shows we watch, the movies we partake in, and, and the, the books. And the read. books we read. They all inform our view of the world. They all influence us one way or the other. And that's that's a very powerful little insight that I think is really good in this book. All right. Uh, let's see here. What were you into pre fill? Uh she sighed. I just leaned back. Um a classical music sometimes. And other times, Simon and Garfunkel. I like Simon and Gun- Garfunkel. I really do a lot. Uh, Ni- Neil Diamond, I there's two or three songs from Neil Diamond I liked. Joni Mitchell, I know of her, but I don't, I, and I'm sure if I could probably pull her up and find two or three songs that I'm familiar with, but not a huge fan. John Denver, yeah, there's like one song. Um, con- country Road, at you're maybe, not allowed to sing there, there's there's like maybe two other songs i thank god i'm a country boy is that john denver
1: i don't know who that is oh, you don't know who john denver is i know who john denver is i don't know who sings the song
0: oh okay fair enough so i'm gonna pull up john denver here <laughs> john denver and this is what i love about apple music i go to john denver and it, it will tell us so take me, uh, oh, okay. So take me home. Country roads is number one. It's his yep. most popular song. I know that song well. Rocky Mountain High. I know that song. Mm-hmm. And then here, here it is. Of course, you're not going to hear it because you don't have headphones. Life on the farm, kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like Me can't hack. early to rise mm-hmm. early in the sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. With well, a simple right. kind of life, never did me no harm. Raising me a family and working on the farm. The days are all filled with an easy cut charm. God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine wife. I got me old fiddle when the sun's coming up. I got cakes on the griddle. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny red hole. Thank God I'm a country boy. And then the music. When the work's out. all done and the sunset blow, pull out. All right. Ah, uh, John Denver. Anyway, there's probably a handful. Still better. of better? Yeah, I do. <laughs> a handful of other songs. Yeah, I think I like I think I like John Denver a little more than I thought.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uh, let's see here.
1: I like though that she says that it's she grew up listening to whatever her mom was listening to. Music doesn't really, it's not really ever made her feel like she needs to find her own. Like she just listens to what her mom listens to, and her mom listens to what her parents listen to, and and she's okay with that.
0: I'm trying to picture, and so is Edward, uh, who who listens to Phantom of the Opera on a road trip and belts out loud to Phantom of the Opera.
1: Do you do that? You don't.
0: I uh, know. I don't. I listen to Phantom of the Opera, but that's a solo thing. Okay,
1: but here's the thing:
0: not a road trip. Let's sing it. Listen to it all together
1: for a for a Phantom mom. Phantom of the Opera is here for a mom and a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. Um, I guarantee, had you and Megan driven to New York to see Phantom, uh, you would yeah. have listened to Phantom of the Opera on the way.
0: Probably, or at least on the way back.
1: And um, I know Megan, so on the way. Okay. And on the way back.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love family. I I have the Broadway recordings and mm -hmm. I paid for the full CD on, you know, every track. Yeah.
1: I think that road trips are the best time to listen to musicals because you have all of that time.
0: Gotcha. Fair enough uh one of the things that came out i've never been to the opera he's like ah well i'd never thought of this I, I, mm-hmm. This is gift ideas now so that was cool uh next question now i was desperate to know, frustrated tell me uh, so this is where he's like well tell me why do you why topaz now and, and onyx mm-hmm. would have been later because of his eyes, his eyes. Changing.
1: Mm-hmm. which he understands because deep chocolate brown is now his favorite color
0: yep I couldn't focus on my still unanswered questions as we walked to biology. I was remembering yesterday wondering if that same tension okay so they you know back into the electric you just
1: finished the lunch conversation you haven't even made it to the car outside of her house where he asked her questions all night
0: well okay so ben was the only human not thinking of bella my presence made him bristle a little uh he he wasn't antagonistic he's already spoken to angela and made date for the weekend so i'm just saying that a great spinoff or even if they write, if she writes the story of Edward and Bella 10 years from now, Ben and Angela should show up as a couple. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, we'll skip over Mike Newton. Um, Please do. <laughs> all right. Emmett, Emmett squirmed in his seat, well aware of uh, what my total motionless indicated. Come on, Edward. You know it wasn't serious. Anyway, uh, so basically, they made a bet.
1: Hold on, is that when he calls him Ed? <laughs> because I yeah, was like, that come on, Ed. I never like the character does not fit the nickname Ed. Yes, that's that's that was my first thought when I read that. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, Rosalie and and Jasper have made a bet against Alice that he will that Edward will actually harm Bella when they have their Saturday in the sun.
0: Yep. Uh, and he, not so, so Emmett.
1: <laughs> I know better than to.
0: <laughs> and he also has a nickname for Jasper, Jazz. Jazz.
1: Well, they all call him Jazz. That, Do they? Yeah. That, okay. that I've heard, I don't know if it was just in the movies or just in the books, but even Alice refers to him as Jazz. Yeah.
0: For Emmett and Jasper, this was just some sticky pit of quicksand I'd created for myself. Fail or succeed to them. In the end, it was nothing more than just another anecdote about me. Bill wasn't a part of the equation. Her life was only a marker in the bet that they'd made. Don't take it personally. There was another... Was there another way to take it? Uh, Twelve and a half minutes. You want me to... Back out of it, I will. And I like so he's counting this, down the, the thirty-second
1: increments is when he can punch Emmett in the face. Yeah, it's fun.
0: That was fun. I liked that. All right, D- you'll be glad to know we're moving forward. Uh, what's your favorite place to spend time? So we're back in now we're at the thing where it's like. So like the over library. In there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And she said she could live at the library. All right. And then I did on. like
1: all of the conversation about about her scents and her favorite scents and smells and st- and her describing Phoenix. Yes. like I, I enjoyed. Yeah. was like the that. seven there's, foot tall
0: cactus or something yeah, like that. So
1: I I did enjoy that.
0: Awesome. Um, and then, of course, uh, there is this there's a little bit of a mention of the yoga studio that she went to dad's class in. Yeah. And obviously that comes up. Um, Talk about the bedroom being a super mess and she hasn't had as much time to make a mess there. And he's like, oh my gosh, there's people are just going to get worse? <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see here. All right. Oh, here's another one. I would have thought she'd be planning to spend more time with her mother, but she spoke as though her time in Phoenix was past rather than future.
1: She really does. Um, In that, I think when she... <sighs> How does she say it? Um, This would be before you started reading them side by side, but doesn't she say she's been exiled to Forks? Like she exiled herself to Forks. Yep. And I really think that even whatever her plans are, pre-Edward, post-Forks, that it wasn't to go back and, and infringe on her mom and Phil's time.
0: Yes. Yeah, she's 17 she, years she's, old. She's like, listen, after this, once I hit 18, I'm um, on my own.
1: Yeah. And, um, and so it, it was, it was all past tense. She wasn't going to go back and just hang out and, you know, they'd already turned her bedroom into something else.
0: Yeah. So what time is it? it's twilight I said the time when vamp- and then he's saying, thinking to himself, uh, the time when vampires come out to play, when we never had to fear that a shifting cloud might cause us trouble, when we could enjoy the last remnants of light in the sky without worrying that we would be exposed and of course, that's a little bit of a different insight into what's going through his mind when he says it's twilight compared to what we actually saw in the other book so uh, and he says it's the safest time for us. It's the easiest time, but also it's the saddest in a way. An end to another day and the return to night. So many years of night. <laughs> I tried to shake the heaviness of my voice. Darkness is so predictable. <gasps> Don't you think? I'm Batman.
1: That was <laughs> <laughs> He actually is Batman. So <laughs> there's that. Or he's gonna be. Uh, When's that due to come out?
0: Uh, What's that? Oh, Rob Pattinson's going to be
1: Batman. Oh, my God. What rock do you live under?
0: That would be so cool.
1: Seriously, what rock do you live
0: under? We should do an entire podcast episode on Rob Pattinson's independent music. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's I love his singing voice. I know. And he plays guitar really well, although he says he's terrible. All right. I thought of the stars she described in
1: Phoenix. He also just auditioned for Twilight to get Christmas money. <laughs> so
0: Yep. Exactly. You know,
1: he has a he has a poor self-image. All
0: right. We'll just get so basically Charlie's on his way, but then all of a sudden there's somebody else coming. And what's what do you mean? What's wrong? There's another car heading this way. And uh, it, it's basically another complication,
1: right? But here's the thing. So I love when he's listening to Jacob, and Jacob has no clue, right? He thinks that oh yeah, he thinks that the cold ones are um, just a myth that these old men tell. So he's totally geeking out on the car, yes, and you know the tires that are barely road legal. And I just that was that was my favorite part. But I also did like that he came back. And listen to that whole, the whole time that, that the blacks were at Charlie's just to make sure that they were, they were still safe and stuff.
0: And thanks to Edward, we now know that they rolled up in a Ford Tempo because Bella obviously wouldn't have known that to count for what that vehicle was, make and model, Okay. In her retelling of, uh, in her right. original telling of the story, so, but it was a four tempo, just in case anybody was wondering.
1: I don't even remember reading that part. I was half asleep by the time I got Come here. Come
0: on, and it's a coffee-colored brown turtleneck today.
1: That I got. I was still awake when I read that. Um, no, <laughs> so one thing that I call, I'm calling attention to the fact that I think that the Cullens. We're lacking in is that they, because they, they, he goes to Carlisle at the hospital to have a conversation about the blacks being at Charlie's and, um, and they say something that like, there's, there's all of basically that all of the, the werewolves have died off. Like that, that generation is gone now. I think that it's short sighted of them to not see that it would come back, like that it that, that gene would resurrect with the appearance of them in, in forks again. Yeah. I feel like they should have anticipated that. Right. Did you follow that? Because I did, I'm yeah. not even sure I followed that thought. But
0: but it it wasn't necessarily the Collins that that actually brought the gene back. It was actually the other vampires that were attracted by the Collins. It was, it was the presence of vampires. It was Laurent. Is that his name? Uh,
1: Laurent. mm -hmm. And And James. And,
0: and and what's her name?
1: Bryce Dallas Howard. (laughs) Victoria. Yes. That's her name.
0: So it was, it was the three of them. And then of course, all of the other stuff. And that, that's really what caused everything to come out because the Collins were really no threat
1: but the Cullens were there first. And if the gene is just triggered by the presence of vampires, then it would have been triggered by the Cullens, whether they were a threat or not. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe that is what's alluded to by the fact that, um, Jacob's cousin, one one of them was already kind of like into the cult or whatever he called Mm -hmm. it or something like that in new moon.
1: Are you talking about the the?
0: But I still think it was James and Victoria and Laurent that actually caused it.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Because they were hunting on, Re- they 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 would have not been so they would have crossed boundaries. Yes, where the Collins clearly have they not don't, they don't gone cross, against the boundaries, yeah. and so that's why I'm I'm thinking to myself: the Collins, their presence back in Forks would not have caused the gene. Uh, unless they crossed the boundary, and they never did until they had permission to.
1: Okay. What? Nothing. I just, nothing.
0: I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying, I'm giving a, my opinion.
1: Because it was the Cullens who triggered the gene 70 years ago. Was with it? With their presence. That, I mean, that's the way they talk in well, the later stories.
0: yeah. And, and back then there was no, there was no treaty. If that's the case, there was no treaty back then.
1: I need to go. I'm fuzzy. I'll just admit that I'm fuzzy. That's okay. But
0: um, whether it was the Collins or it was the Collins and maybe something, they could have been mixed up with some other bad characters who were not vegetarians back then. I believe that if I remember correctly, (laughs) if I remember correctly, why are you laughing? That's what they call
1: them. I know, I know, but they're not vegetarians. They're still taking blood from a meat animal. It's
0: it's, it's what the book calls them, but anyway, if I remember I know, correctly, I had a problem
1: with it then too.
0: If I remember correctly, the whole situation with the Quileutes was that the Quileute women were being killed by vampires. And I and that okay. would that would not have been the Collins that was no, it wouldn't perpetrating have, right. that.
1: I'm t- I, I, I admitted I was fuzzy.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I admitted
1: I was fuzzy. Although here's so also I was thinking, um there is one female werewolf. Yeah, Leah? Leah. That's her name. Thank you. And in Breaking Dawn, when she becomes part of Jacob's pack. Um, she says something about not being able to imprint. And that phasing, is that what it's called? What do they call it? Anyway. Phasing. That um, that, that has has messed with her biologically and so that she can't have children. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking that that's a flaw and that this woman should be able to have like litters of pups, like litters of pups. What do you think? Okay. I just, I think that that's a flaw in the story. And I think that Leah should get her own spin-off in where that she does meet someone probably not a Quileute, Mm-hmm. and, and, and she her could, first she could time out, wrong, she's, she's got, she could, well, I know because her, her, all of her information is coming from old men who have never phased themselves. So they don't know what the heck is going on.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I think
1: she, sh- I think she should get her own story where it is wrong because it's something that they've never experienced before yeah
0: so edward is soaking wet listening to the conversation but there's really not much of a conversation to be overheard um the he he he's actually following the boy followed bella as she escaped to the kitchen i so he calls him the boy so he really doesn't know jacob that very well at this he doesn't know him at all okay yeah, so this is the first time Edwards ever encountered Jacob before. Right, he's he he he's probably put two and two together that this is the this boy is at the La push boy. that told mm-hmm. him about whatever. But well,
1: because she told him that it was yeah. her friend Jacob Black, didn't she? Because he probably. recognized the Black name.
0: Yes, fair enough. So anyway, so there wasn't a whole lot there, and I went back, and it's like it's it's kind of a both sides of this. I mean, it, they Bella goes in. To the living room while the game is on, Jacob is clearly having a conversation with her as, as much as Jake because Jacob's into it. Right. Uh, and so, but the thing is, is there's no mention of the dialogue at all. Cause there, she, but she's just like, she's, she gives very little account of any conversation before the mm-hmm. game's over and they go home and Bella and, and Edward doesn't even give us some, it's no. like, I would think that Edward would say, and he incessantly at pepper to it. Here's, what, this here's what I
1: love. Uh, he does say that like he takes, I don't know how he, how he says it, but um she must have really she must have really put forth an effort to get that information out of him at La Push because he can tell that Jacob is completely infatuated with her. Yeah. And she says she tried to flirt to get information. And Yeah. Are you following me?
0: Yeah. This is something that I find very fascinating. Um, there was something very engaging about Jacob Black's mind, pure and open. It reminded me a bit of Angela's only not so demure. I felt suddenly sorry for this particular boy was born my enemy.
1: I think they would have been friends had it not been for Bella and the fact that Jacob is created to destroy him.
0: Yeah. His was the rare kind of mind that was easy to be inside, restful almost. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that I I wonder if she'll do any other books from Edward's perspective, because then to note the difference between Jacob pre-phasing and post-phasing.
0: Yeah. And there's a note here, both um, that that Charlie and uh, Billy have had a fallout over the Collins in the past. And so, it it was not brought up here in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see here. And then of course, yes, we should have foreseen it to be this way. Of course, the young members of the tribe would see their history as a myth, embarrassing, humorous, even more because the elder members took it so seriously. Uh so this is um this is Carlisle and Edward having this conversation now, right? Actually, no. Uh was that, was he, ha- that wasn't a, car? okay, so yes, we should have. So he, he hasn't actually talked to Carlisle here at this point. What are you laughing at?
1: A picture of our pups that Jane sent. Okay. Look, because he can, he can hear us recording, but yeah. he's up, he's upstairs with McKenna. Yeah. And he's laying at the gate. Waiting for us. Waiting for, like I hear staring him. downstairs. I he's can like, hear hey. you down there. Anyway. You've been down there for hours.
0: All right. I've He's not fo-
1: wrong. We've been because we did accounting first. So we yeah. been down here. For a
0: while. I followed them back on foot, uh, boundary line. Okay. So he, he went as far as he could without crossing the boundary line. So, uh, and then of course, that's when he went and he talked to Carlisle, right? Yes. All right. And yeah, the, so there's really not a whole lot more there. The did old you want to the man's going to talk
1: to the council. No. Not, oh, I did love his moment. With, with Esme, yeah, that, that he was went huge. home. Um, maybe Bella won't. She'll be okay for a couple of hours. She's not gonna like die in her sleep.
0: Yeah, is everything um, all right? Yes, I wanted to let you know right away. Billy Black saw me at Bella's house last night. Uh, will you be coming home? soon? Carlisle asked. I felt ashamed as soon as he voiced the question. Is Esme very upset with me? She's not upset with you. She's upset about you. Uh, she worries. She that's a you. very
1: that's a very mom distinction yeah like she's not upset at you she's upset about you yeah or were yeah
0: yeah and um i'll go home now thank you son and it's like you know i love this dialogue it's like it shows you that they really are family
1: they are family and but here's with. so i love that number, carlisle called head um the house was cleared out it was just edward and esme having having some um mother-son connection time and I loved everything about that scene. Yeah. I did.
0: Uh, How are you, Edward? Uh, We didn't need to read it.
1: We enjoyed it. She calls
0: us you pain. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, (laughs) But it it was a very, the the whole conversation was just amazing. It was. Um, But there was was something at the end of it. There's like, uh, let me, I'm just trying to, I doubt he'll disappoint you there. Um, Let's see here. It's at the very end. She kept her arms around me. After a few moments, I laid my head against hers. Uh, Okay, so when the song was finished, I sighed and straightened up. You'll go to her now? Yes. She frowned, confused. What do you do all night? I smiled. Think and burn and listen. (laughs) It's like, uh, anyway, yeah. Um, the, he says, everything Everything will be all right, Esme. And it was so easy for me to lie to. I was the only, only one, one in the, the house, house who, could ever, who, yep. who could ever lie. All right, that's it. We, we covered the entire chapter, I, Stephanie. I think you
1: read it word for word. I did
0: not read it word for word. Give me a break. That was fun and you know it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So real quickly, I just want to give a shout out, Family from the Heart Podcast, over at familyfromtheheartpodcast dot com, or look us up in your favorite podcast directory. If you haven't done so already, you could check out our Hunger Games podcast over at hungergamespodcast.com. dot com. It's old and it's in the archives, but it's still there.
1: But it's still there.
0: It's still there. And then my Lord of the Rings fan podcast is just getting started and off the ground lordoftheringspodcast.com and finally my own Oh, well actually no Stephanie your very own podcast is still in the archives it's it it will make a return but there are several episodes people might want to listen to your solo podcast is
1: Thriving Mosaic yeah yeah
0: thrivingmosaic.com
1: yeah I've I mean I've taken like a year off and um
0: but there's some good content been in that. It's enjoyable archives.
1: and and it's it's been what I need and it's right. And um but yeah, it's in the car, it's in the archives.
0: So go check it out. Thriving Mosaic. And then my solo podcast is the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Available
1: at cliffravenscraft.com or your favorite podcast directory.